0: Well hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, Group Editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, Group Writer on uh, TV and Satellite (laughs) Week magazine at whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting, oh, Hannah, Friday the 13th (laughs) of January 2023 including Netflix's Bank of Dave, starring Rory Kinnear as the Burnley businessman who opened his own community bank, and Rob Lowe's canine comedy drama Dog Gone, also on Netflix.
0: We'll be looking at two returning shows, controversial Nazi-themed revenge thriller Hunters on Prime Video and the finale of Apple TV's very chilling supernatural domestic drama Servant. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: Netflix's hit serial killer series, You, which I'm a big fan of. Well, it's returning for a fourth series in which the protagonist, Joe Goldberg, finds himself playing detective in London. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Kieran Knightley and Chris Cooper will star a new true crime thriller, Boston Strangler, on Disney+.
1: Well, I've got a good mix of new and returning stuff this week, Hannah. We're going to kick off with a brand new feature film which arrives on Netflix on Monday the 16th of January. It's called Bank of Dave, and here's a clip.
0: Well, last time I checked, you saw minibuses.
1: Yeah, I know, but you're not a bank that serves the whole community.
0: Yeah, was a banker. <laughs> you didn't go to Eton, you didn't go to Oxford, you don't talk posh. Do you really think you could take them buggers on at their own game?
1: i surprised when you put it like that. Makes me really want to give it a go. So you may recall a while back, a self-made millionaire called Dave Fishwick from Burnley, he took on the banking world in a bid to open his own bank in Burnley so he could loan money to local people and businesses. And the story made headlines, and there was a Channel 4 documentary series all about him in 2012. Well, now his story's been turned into a feature film, and it's from the makers of Fisherman's Friends, which was another kind of feel-good film based on a true story, and that'll give you some idea of the tone. Rory Kinnear stars as Dave who he left school without any qualifications and he made his fortune selling minibuses. And he noticed that his customers couldn't buy from him because they couldn't borrow money from the bank. So he started lending the money himself and then he came up with the idea. Why don't I just set up my own local bank, a community bank with all the profits going to charity? That when he tried to do that, he discovered that getting a banking license... Is very difficult and he had to come up with millions of pounds as a kind of deposit. Anyway, also in the film you've got Joel Fry who you may remember as the kind of uh, kooky friend from yesterday, the Richard Curtis movie. He's very good in this. What they've done is, because Dave, I don't want to do him a disservice, but on its own I'm not sure Dave's story was exciting enough so what they've done is they've got joel fry playing a lawyer from london hugh and it turns into a bit of a fish out of water thing he comes up to burnley and it's like oh everything's so different in the north he has a bit of a romance def leppard who are from burnley the heavy metal band well they play a part in this retold version of the story I must admit, when I started watching it, it kicks off with Rory Kinnear as Dave doing some karaoke in the local pub. And then there's also some quiet sort of awkward stuff in which Joel Fry's character, as he drives up to Burnley reluctantly, he's kind of practising doing a northern accent. It's all a bit, you think, oh, I'm not sure. But, however, it won me over completely, I must say. Uh, It's got Hugh Bonneville as an evil banker an aristocratic financier, and it's just, you know, it, it's it's basically going to win you over, even if you start, like myself, thinking, mm, not sure. Um And it's based on a true story, of course, and there's a, a happy ending. His bank wasn't called Bank of Dave in the end. It was called Burnley Savings and Loans. But, yeah, I enjoyed it, I must say, and it's just nice to, to, to watch something that's feel-good has a happy ending Uh, spoiler alert Uh, did you like this Hannah
0: I did I mean I I I mean obviously like you said it's it's based on a true story and I think that's probably the the bit that struck me really and also the timing of it because we're in yet another credit crunch where you know people are finding it really difficult to, to to be lent any money and it's just such a maverick thing to do and for it to work and come off and I mean this guy in real life is often on daytime TV talking about wet tips and how to save money. And, you know, it's quite, um, it's quite a story. And, and I think you can, you can get on board with his ideas, but he's also a very regular type of person. So he, it feels very relatable. I, I thought it, I thought it was really good. Actually. I really enjoyed it.
1: Also on Netflix, one that we've both been looking forward to as dog lovers, Hannah, you're going to tell us about another new film which arrives on Friday the 13th of January. It's called Dog Gone. Do you see what they've done there? And here's a clip.
0: Fielding! Yes, sir?
1: The dogs are sitting here whining.
0: He wants to play fetch. All right. Go get it. He needs to choose the stick. He needs to choose. Really? Do you know what? You need a big glass of wine unless you're doing dry January to watch this because... I find animal and children kind of tales really hard to watch. And this one is no different. It really, really isn't. Um, It's based, again, on a true story, which I think really adds to the kind of um, emotions that if you're an animal lover, particularly a dog lover with this, um, you'll really feel. So um, Rob Lowe... Um, isn't it and he does look very good i would say a bit of bit of eye candy that right there um and johnny birchtold they play father and son and they 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 have got a beloved dog he's called uh, Gonker and he's absolutely gorgeous and he, he's he needs medication and they they just utterly adore him particularly the son absolutely adores him just like everybody else's dog becomes a major part of the family and he goes missing and without his medication he can't survive. And Rob Lowe, I mean, both father and son actually they, they I think they work really well together. I think that you know they've got a real kind of um, rapport that, that that you could only ask for with something like this. But Rob is their kind of real mainstay of kind of being very steady and just saying to his son who's clearly distraught we will find him and 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 his wife says but how can he say that and he says because because i believe it and they literally go on a um a journey to try and find this this dog and um it's it's seeing father and son on this kind of as one one the two lads they met called an epic journey the kind of get, getting to to know each other in a way they hadn't done before there's there's lots of kind of elements to this which make it very watchable but you do need a glass of wine and you do need a box of tissues because I just yeah you're just willing them to find find that dog and as you say animal lovers like us it's gonna hit even harder isn't it Did did you enjoy it
1: I did enjoy it but Mainly because I'm a dog lover and I was brought up with a golden labrador which Gonka is quite a strange name for a dog and yeah well it does flash back to to his mum Fielding's mum had a dog when she was a kid and there's a bit of a backstory there as well but any anyway, long and the short of it is Fielding's a bit of a slacker at college he gets the this puppy from the dog pound on kind of a whim. And he ends up having to move back home with his mum and dad. So Rob Lowe plays nice. his dad, John. They do look quite similar, actually. It's a good piece of casting. And the dog kind of wins them over, even though it's causing havoc in the house. It's kind of interrupting John's Zoom calls for his business meetings. And it's kind of jumping on the bedding and, you know, running amok. Wins them over, becomes ill goes missing and of course as well as all the lovely shots with the disc love gorgeous dogs, absolutely lovely, the dog kind of mends the family dynamic if you like and and of course they have to team up to try and find the dog because it needs regular medication to treat its condition. so I mean I wouldn't say it's a great piece of drama (laughs) to be honest but if you like dogs you will love it over on Prime Video also arriving Friday the 13th of January. It's the return of the thriller Hunters and here's a clip. Let me live and I will bring you the biggest prize you could imagine. Adolf Hitler.
0: One more run and everything that we have done will have been worth it.
1: I don't know if you caught season one of this Hannah it's had quite a lot of press uh, not all of it positive it was basically about a Jewish New Yorker called Jonah who was recruited into a group of Nazi hunters sort of seeking out Nazis who committed war crimes and and uh, well killing them uh, basically by Maya played by al pacino so that was what the headline was wow al pacino is starring in this tv series huge now there was a bit of controversy about what they call Jewface, which is that pacino was playing it appeared a jewish character spoiler alert also that it was accused of kind of slightly f- fetishizing the holocaust because they invented these torture scenes in flashbacks to the nazi death camps and and that didn't go down well okay so let's get that out of the way some people even said it shouldn't be back for a second season but it is um now you definitely need to watch season one because you won't know what on earth is going on and at the end of season one well Al Pacino kind of bowed out I won't say any more than that but you will be seeing more of him in season two in flashback so it's all been set in the 70s quite a pleasant change to have a series set in the 70s rather than the 80s and the action picks up a, a few years later there was a very dramatic close to season one which I won't reveal just in case so it picks up a few years later and the attention is kind of moved to Europe, away from America, and one of the Nazi hunters goes to Austria. And the tone of it is very much, I think, like the Tarantino film Inglorious Bastards. It, it, that's the way it kind of approaches the whole Nazi hunting thing, with, with almost like a very black humor, very stylized. And so she turns up in this sort of chocolate box. Austrian village where they're <laughs> celebrating some festival where people carve statues out of butter. It's all a little bit kind of kitsch and tongue-in-cheek. And she she hunts down a Nazi and there's quite a sort of brutal murder and then a then a quite a, quite a sort of darkly comedic payoff. So that is the tone of it. And the theme of this second season is that they're gonna be hunting down Hitler and Ava Brown who are both still alive so Ava Brown is played by Lena Olin I think they do the period detail very well I mean you know you're either going to like the tone or it's really going to turn you off um, but yeah I, I liked what I've seen of it I must admit and it's just great to see Pacino you know, in a TV series um, Jennifer Jason Leigh Will also be joining the cast as top Nazi hunter Chava. What did you think of this, Hannah?
0: Look, there's no doubt that this is good. You're absolutely right. You know, Al Pacino, just the the whole making of this and the the way it's been done is excellent. Is it for me? No, I find it really hard viewing. Um, probably simply actually it's just because of the topic and I just think that you say it was switched some people off it just it, it 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 switches me off simply because I just find it really kind of gruesome's the wrong word because you think of sort of bloody and horrid don't you in that sense but gruesome as in raking up things that are still very well still raw I suppose and 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 for me it just it feels um slightly grotesque in places so it, it is not one for me despite me realizing that you know this is well made this 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 is done incredibly well but is it something i i like to watch no
1: okay on apple tv plus we have another returning series coming back for the last time season four of servant and here's a clip it's time i told you the truth about leanne grace when she first came to this house It was an act of love. that love was a selfish love. It has brought death and destruction down
0: upon us all. So this is season four and it's the final season of this very um, creepy thriller, creepy psychological thriller. And and that it is. in true Apple TV Plus style, it's just got everything and some, in my opinion. Um, you do need to watch the, the whole lot. I think you need you certainly need to know the storyline, otherwise you'd come to it a bit cold and it wouldn't. you need you need some questions answered. Um, but this is this follows a couple who very sadly lost a baby. Um, and the only way that the mum could deal with it was they. It seems kind of absurd, but they have a uh, like a silicon doll that, uh, obviously, clearly not real. And this is a way of her trying to—it's a substitute baby as a, a therapy doll, and, and and it helps her grieve. Except what we see here is this woman; she, she's very, very attached to it, and she um, she loves it, Jericho, like 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 it's real and in her mind it is real um and the infant this is the creepy part mysteriously comes to life now they hire a nanny for the silicon doll as well you've seen that previously and you what where this takes us is just taking us on a journey of who this nanny really is uh leanne she has supernatural powers so you kind of there we've got the creepy doll aspect then we've got the the, the the nanny that's coming into the house, who on earth have they invited in? Um, and she seems quite comfortable with this non-real baby as it was. It's everyone thinks that she has replaced the baby with a real baby and that's to help, but but she hasn't. What's the real identity of that replacement baby? It kind of plays with your mind. As I say, I go back to what I said originally, which is it is Apple TV plus a drama and and it, it just they do things so well like this the music's right the way the camera cuts are exactly right um you know it's chilling it's it makes you jump um but it has got some uh, real in-depth story and it's just so creepy because it works on every kind of emotion there's a baby in it there's someone who's lost a baby in it you know there's a there's a couple one of them is sort of trying to help the other one through their grief, but also finds the whole situation a bit odd. There's loads of emotions that come into play here. It is, it is good, but I think it does need to end here. I think that they're right that this is the final season. Did you enjoy it, Ian?
1: I did. I've not followed the previous seasons, but I watched episode one of this last series, and it was great, I must say. Mm. Um, first of all, I like the fact that the husband, Sean... He he's a chef and he's become a celebrity chef and he has a TV series called Gourmet Gauntlet, which is basically a complete ripoff of <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. And it just has him <laughs> shouting abuse at these, at these young chefs who are competing. So I really enjoyed that. Um, As we rejoin the action, they're waiting for Dorothy, the wife, to come home. Leanne, the creepy nanny, is still there. And there's just a brilliant set piece where, I mean, for people who've watched it will know that there's kind of this religious cult who have come to try and bring Leanne back into the fold. So they all turn up on the street outside this beautiful victorian house in philadelphia that sean and dorothy live in and leanne has the keys to their car so she manages to lock herself in it's a bit like a kind of zombie movie scene in that there's all these people out on the street who are trying to get into the car um and she kind of uses these supernatural powers to get rid of them in a scene that is somewhat reminiscent of a famous Hitchcock movie. So, yeah, it's really well done, I think. it is. I think it's executive produced by M. Night Shyamalan, who did things such as The Sixth Sense. Uh, it's got Rupert Grint in it, which is uh, always good news. <laughs> and, yeah, I just think it's uh, ingenious. Uh, it's, it's really well played. It's really well shot, so... I would say, yeah, do go back and watch the previous series if if you haven't, because it is well worth a look. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on. So please reveal this week's choices.
0: <laughs> well, you'd have to be living under a rock, wouldn't you, not to have seen at least some of Prince Harry's. Um, <laughs> interviews, um, whether it's in this country or across the pond, so yeah, I haven't escaped that. Um, which uh, I've been watching and uh, enjoying, and also I took the children to see Matilda the Musical, Ooh. um, uh, the cinema, which I have to say was absolutely excellent, really joyful on a miserable January Sunday afternoon.
1: And I have been busy on BBC iPlayer going right back to the beginning of Happy Valley and binging the first two series, just to refresh my memory ahead of Series 3, which is on now, which we've already previewed, Hannah. And uh, oh, it's just as good as I remember. Now, we've got time briefly to look ahead to what we'll be talking about next week. What's on the agenda, Brenda?
0: Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey fight to survive a post apocalyptic world in an adaptation of the acclaimed video game Last of Us on Now TV. I mean, that sounds right up my street, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Friday Night Dinner's Simon Bird stars in Everyone Else Burns, which is a very funny new all-four comedy about a family who belong to a puritanical Christian sect that puts them at odds with modern life. We've all been there. Uh, So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... (laughs)
0: Watch, it. Watch it.